And I know Travis couldn't because he's saying he's doing all this real estate research, but what he's really doing is watching a bunch of cat videos. That's right. That's right. It's just cat (laughs) memes constantly. Start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and I'm packed and ready for my trip a whole eight hours beforehand. And I- now I'm kind of bored. No. No matter what you do, you're going to be scrambling at the last second for some reason. There's just no way. Uh, I'm Jason. We're the co-founders of the community Location Indie. You can learn more at locationindie.com. We're all about the freedom, the travel, the lifestyle, location independence. Dude, that's a rarity. Like, It's very rare. I, I don't know. I, I It does feel good when you're packed that early for a kind trip. Of. I, I feel anxious. I just love that feeling. Well, I'll tell you what. I usually pack the night before when I'm leaving early. Now, you're leaving later in the day, so that's... A th- that's I mean, the weird not, part. Not, that's I'm, the weird part for me, Jay, is I'm leaving at like 4.30 p.m., so typically I either have like a late night flight, which then I'll just pack that day because I know I have plenty of time, or if it's early in the morning, obviously I'll pack the day before. This 4.30 thing's throwing me off, plus I'm going with some buddies. My one buddy is like super crazy and has been packed for literally four days so he made me feel what? like i should get packed so now i've been packed since yeah. actually last night so i it's been a while and i just i don't know what, what what do i do with myself i guess record here record podcast yeah you're going on a nature adventure too so that there's a little bit more involved with the packing and we should save that for we should keep that a mystery i think and save that for another podcast maybe we'll use so as the intro know. of the next podcast how about that how about that yeah that sounds good we'll, we'll foreshadow it a bit here because we're talking about something that i'll be doing because we're going to talk jay today about offline being the new online yeah was it ever not right i guess that's the question but i i guess in in some regard you know the internet is not new but it's fairly new so as the internet evolves online business and all that that goes on on the internet and the the world that we're in with location independence has evolved as well and i think more as more and more people enter into the mix of starting their own location independent businesses you can see the value in not only sharing who you are and what you're all about and the story behind the company but connecting with people in real life, right? And we've had an opportunity to uh, do that quite often through our community, and we're doing it again this year. We're having a, a location any community uh, members-only gathering in Denver, which we're really excited about. And I know we've been to different conferences and things, and you've been to a bunch of places. So that's what we're going to talk about today, bringing your online business offline and some of the values around that. And Trav, how, how, is that, um, how has that benefited you as far as... Well, let's say this year, because we, we, you know we could speak to years in the past, but let's keep it to the now. Let's keep it to the now. I one question I want to pose to the listeners and to you, Jay, as we go through here is: Has the internet jumped the shark? <laughs> Can the internet jump the shark? Uh, I, in I, some I, I ways, do. 
here's kind here's an of. interesting thing to think about. It, That's so funny. It, it's it's weird for us to think about the fact that internet usage may decrease, right? Like uh, you know, because it, you mentioned it's been around for a while, but it's only increased, increased, increased because it's so much easier now, right? From dial up to then uh, getting f- well, from before dial up to dial up to then getting faster connections on at home, right? To, of course, then being able to access it from your phone and basically anywhere. It is interesting to think about what what will happen with the internet in 10, 20 years. Like, will there, are, are we peaking? And, and I don't think we are yet. But are is it, will there be a peak of, of internet use and, and kind of accessibility? And then will people kind of sour on it or or at least use it in a different way or not use it as much. I, I don't know what that would look like. Obviously, if we did, we'd we'd be able to, you know, if we could forecast something like that, we'd be billionaires. But it's just an interesting concept to think because there's certain things that I think a lot of people have thought, hey, this will never go away or, or this will only increase, increase, increase. And then you see people doing it less, like going to movie theaters or something like that, where now less people are going because there's something new to replace it, i.e. Netflix, right? So that is an intriguing question. And one, I think you're, you're taking the broad, the airplane view of that, right? To use the travel analogy, but let's take our own personal graphs, right? I can tell you if I was to draw my own personal graph uh, about the internet right now, and if it's jumped the shark or how I feel about it, I'm on the downward trend. I'm not on the downward trend in a way that I don't think it's valuable. Or Obviously, we're recording these podcasts. I love that we can sit here and have a conversation, share a conversation with people, and they can be entertained and hopefully get value out of it and have a good time and hang out here with us. And that the internet enables that, right? But I'm starting to look at it more as a tool that I can use to connect with people as opposed to a tool that I can use to consume a bunch of crap that I'll never remember in 20 minutes, let alone for the rest of my life. And back in my old touring days, when I was a tour manager and and doing all the event stuff and the internet was coming up talking late 90s into up till 2008 or whatever it was, and I was still doing some touring after that. My mission, anytime I got online, was to get offline as quickly as possible. The only times I went online were either to get directions to where I was going, because we didn't have GPS phones and smartphones and all that good stuff, or to you know if see what time movies were playing, or it was all basic stuff just to get on, and I just wanted to get off. And I didn't even own a computer. I just took the computer, whatever computer the company gave me, I took. And that was just the way I lived. And it's totally flipped for right. me. Me right? too. The graph skyrocketed the other way. And now that's starting not to feel so good. I think maybe that's where your comment of, did it jump the shark? Maybe has it jumped the shark for you personally? That's the question. Yeah, and I think... You're right. So your downward trend, you're saying not in that you don't like it, it's not useful, but your amount of time spent online. I would say that I'm unfortunately not on a downward trend. I find myself on a downward trend when I'm using my computer, but on an upward trend with using my phone. And and that's actually one of my had is one of my big goals for 2018 that I'm kind of failing at it is less time on my phone honestly, for me, man, it's mostly on real estate and on an app and like constantly refreshing and checking out all this stuff. So I go in bits and spurts. But to get back to your original question that you asked like five minutes ago, um, before we went off on this uh, jump to shark tangent, the reason that both of us have such a strong desire 
to spend less time online and more time offline is because we constantly, and I think this is probably the case for most people in most professions now, are constantly online. Like a lot of stuff they can do is online, which is great for a lot of the reasons that we talk about in most of the podcast and being location dependent, all that. But both you and I have seen a big value in trying to incorporate the stuff we do online and turn it offline in a little bit. One of those ways, and you mentioned the last year, how has it benefited? One of those ways for me, especially in the last month, month and a half, has been through conferences and just spending very intentional time with people that I want to be around. And a lot of those people, coincidentally enough, are people that I met online and have worked with with online businesses, a bunch of people who have been part of the Paradise Pack. So just really quickly, I was in Portland, Oregon for the World Domination Summit. A bunch of people that I knew that were part of the Paradise Pack, Sean Keener, Sean Ogle, a bunch of those guys, specifically went out there to go to the conference and to see them and spend time with them in person, going hiking, having cookouts, staying at their house, You know, just spending this time that you can't replicate online, just building those bonds stronger and stronger. And from there, uh, there was a conference in Philadelphia called Podcast Movement that a bunch of people from Location Indie came to. Um, and we spent up, but you know, I, they actually stayed in one of our Airbnb properties, I think seven of them. So we spent all this time together and it just, it builds a bond and you have these relationships that you, again, you can't replicate and you can't really get to that level sometimes when it's solely online. So for me, offline has has been absolutely huge. And and you mentioned that that's one of the reasons we're doing our own Denver meetup. Um, Location in the Denver meetup is exactly for that reason. Hey, guys, we talk a lot online. You you read about my story and all your other members' stories, and you hear their success. You listen to the podcast. You do all this. Let's actually meet face-to-face and form those bonds and have fun in person because that's not only as I mentioned, a ton of fun, but you're going to have an impact on each other's lives a lot, a lot more than you can normally. Yeah. And I know we've talked about this in the, in an episode we've done called, I think it's called IRL in real life. Uh, but Trav, obviously we met at a conference and we've shared that story before. And it's just really interesting. You never know what's going to come out of these in-person meetings, but going back to the jumping the shark thing in my personal downward trend I wouldn't say right now, yes, the usage has gone down because we just had a baby boy. If everybody's listening for the first time, it's our second child. We're really excited. It just happened a couple Chris, weeks ago. Chris, drop some applause and in there, please. Thank you. Or like boom, some like but, uh, those little things you blow in on New Year's Eve. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's more it's more of a forced decrease usage because there's just other things to take care of. When I say I have a personal downward trend, I mean in my mental approach to how I feel about it right now. And I am using it less, but I am more committed now to taking a look at how I use it. Like you said, with your phone, I've had the same struggle and it's just so easy to con- easy to consume media and different things going on, especially when you're out of the country, you want to catch up and see what's happening. But sometimes those 24-7 media news cycles aren't good for your health. I think and a lot of times I recognize that. Jay on your point, you feel like you're missing out too when you let's say you go on to watch one video or and and then all of a sudden the next video plays the next so you're like all of a sudden the stuff that you weren't thinking about and this is where I think that people fall into the online trap myself as well. You get in there in there like into the internet. <laughs> 
Well, it, it is, is like that, and you, though. All of a sudden, I mean, there are times you can get lost. I'll be in staring there. at my computer, thinking, "What did I like? What was my purpose of coming on here?" I'll open it up. I'll go into my email for some specific purpose. Oh, I have to find a flight reservation, and all of a sudden, the first things I see are all these emails that that are unread, and people. And so I'll click on one. You know, all of a sudden, my brain. There's a lot going on in my brain, and a minute later, this happens. More often than not, man, I will not even remember what I was no. on there to do. And so you just We've get inundated. And, you know, of, of course, you yeah. see on Facebook and Instagram because the whole algorithms are built to keep you consuming, where all of a sudden then you get this. To me, it builds this, I don't want to say anxiety because it's not to that level, but this heightened kind of nervousness of like wait am i missing out on this oh my gosh this person is doing this all of a sudden you could be super calm and then you're a little bit frazzled because there's so much going on or at least it seems like that that you're missing out or or you you have to read this news article or watch that video or respond to this person it's so easy if you're if you already play the comparison game and you fall into the social media well there you go the instant comparison game can start consciously or unconsciously and that is that can cause anxiety certainly so i think it's really important to be mindful and take a look at the internet as a tool and how are we using it right and if you think about a carpenter and they have their toolbox and they have their hammer okay are they using their hammer to to build the house and to create the shelf or are they just hammering their own toe over and over and over again you know and that's i feel like what we're doing sometimes online is just hammering our own toes we're not we're not even realizing the unhealthy things that we're doing because we're just sucked into that world, like you said. And this is a balance because we also work online. And going back to this online, offline is the new online thing. I think this is key because no matter what type of business you run, I think there are certain companies like Amazon, for example, they're so big and so massive that, yeah, they have a shopping community, but are they going to do some event and bring people from the Amazon community together, you know, probably not. It's just a place to go and get things. And that is what it is. Although I'm sure they do something. I don't know. I haven't like done, but their main value isn't building a community around Amazon. It's to sell you products and get you stuff in two days that you would have had to wait 10 days for. Yeah. And I think, I mean, for most people, you don't have to be just building community though. Is my point. I'm taking a company like Amazon to the extreme example of just a gigantic online retailer. But if you run a small e-commerce store that sells, I don't know, hunting knives or something, well, chances are the people that buy your products are into the hunting culture. And maybe there is value to get people together to on a hunting expedition or something like that. By the way, I've never been hunting and I don't think I can shoot an animal because I would just... Well, if you have a knife, you don't have to shoot it, dude. You could just... But, um, and I know Travis couldn't because he's saying he's doing all this real estate research, but what he's really doing is watching a bunch of cat videos. That's right. That's right. It's just cat (laughs) memes constantly. Um, I do think when we look at this offline idea, when you talk about online business... There, there's, in my mind, I, there's probably a ton of benefits, but two major reasons or benefits to going offline. When, when, just when we're talking from a business perspective and, and like a health of your business and a health of your mind perspective, one is what we mentioned before is going offline to actually make connections with people. 
a lot of times those same people that you may have met online or or just deepening relationships with other people who in in the future, you know, can benefit you. And you're not doing that for your own cause, really. But it's saying, hey, I'm going to go to this conference or, hey, I'm going to go to this person's hometown and meet up with them or even if they live in your hometown, like just making time to sit face to face and chat. So that's one of the benefits. The second is more individual and that's getting offline to help you recharge and kind of decompress from the online world and recharge your batteries and just enjoy the stuff that we have around us as, as opposed to these, as Jay, you always mentioned, if aliens came down and, and looked at us, they'd be like, why are all these people staring into a little box? Like, what are they doing? So instead of staring into a little box, being outside and or, and doing other things IRL in the real world, and we could talk a little bit about that, and that's where I'm going. I'm not going to tell you where right now, but I'm doing a digital detox for the next five to seven days where I will have no internet, no phone. Um, there, there won't even be cell service uh, or so I've been promised. Uh, let's hope so. I'm actually uh, to, to, in case there is, I'm actually not going to bring my phone with me on purpose. So even if there is, I can't use it. So doing this digital detox. So I think that's the second side, right? So you first side, you build relationships with people in real life. Second side is you get to get away when you go online offline and just really reconnect and it's such a weird thing because you mentioned jay it hasn't been that long in the grand scheme of things that we've had the internet constantly in our face even when even when i was in university you know starting in in 2001 yeah i was online here and there but it was always for a purpose oh i'm gonna go online to do research for this paper or oh i'm going online to check a movie time or map questing directions but it was never the predominant thing in my life it was always I have to get on to do this, and then it's then it's over. It's like, and it was not the same animal it no, is now either. The, you know, you couldn't find all of these. There was no BuzzFeed or these other web content websites that just crank out. Well, there's no social media. I think that's a huge thing too. Is you just yeah now sure. that's a constant content creation over and over and over again. I was sitting on my phone yesterday, and I actually was looking at thinking. I spend so much time on this. What did I do 16, 17 years ago to fill this time? You know, now it's not saying I was always super productive then. What did you do? Play ping pong? I I did play a lot of ping pong. Um, But (laughs) yeah, so I think that's kind of the two benefits that I see of going offline, the the meeting people and, and forming those bonds. And the second for your own mental health of just disconnecting from online and reconnecting with, with the real world and giving yourself space. You have to think about it from a, just pure logic that this is not a natural way of living. What we're doing right now, looking at each other through this screen, gazing this technology deeply enables into us each other's to, eyes. <laughs> this technology enables us to have these conversations and to do this. So it's a beautiful thing and I'm not knocking it. But I mean, just take a look around with the phone usage. And I have my phone sitting next to phone. me as we're talking. For what reason? Put Who knows? Put your phone away and just spend spend a day and just watch people. And I'm not saying that we're better than those people because we're on our phones too, you know? But just watch the world. And it's it's crazy. It's not a natural way of living. So we're going against our own natural instincts to just be in the world, I believe, which is also why I believe that there is going to be a backlash on the usage and that graph is going to go down that you mentioned earlier because 
And you already see an analog trends, right? Uh, records, for example, are more popular than ever. People want to, they want to see the album art. They want to hold it. They want to put a physical object onto another physical object. And it's, it's like a small example, but why are they so popular right now? Because there's something about holding something like that and the sound it makes and, and the whole experience. And you can't discount that. You, you Technology doesn't make everything better, and music is a great example of that. Just because you can get any track on the planet doesn't mean it's going to be as satisfying as if you consumed it maybe another way, depending on what it is or whatever. So, um, And it all could be how you feel in the moment. But other trends like minimalism, doing digital detoxes, we already see these apps that can help keep you offline. And you already see the habits that people are aware of that they're not happy with. And I don't know how it's going to stop, man, because it's psychology, right? There's a reason why a drug like, they compare it to a drug like cocaine or something where you get these dopamine hits and it's all this chemical stuff in your brain, which I should learn. And so I can speak more intelligently about what exactly the internet does, but so you you're get saying my you should start doing hard drugs so that then when you come and talk about them, you have more experience. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. Um, no, but internet can be like, functioning like a hard drug in a way i guess and especially social media and things like that where you're getting this this sort of certain gratification even your email when you go in i mean i love when i go in to my email and i get a nice uh, message from a listener or something and that feels good it's not it just feels good because you're doing this work and you know people are hearing it and um those emails are the best does that I'll make me check my email more than usual to see if anybody's written in to say hi. By the way, write me if you want to say hi. Keep chasing um, online, guys. Probably. Keep chasing online. Keep writing them. <laughs> Keep me online. I can't stop. I can't stop. So you can hear the struggle and the dilemmas that we personally face, like you, I'm sure, as you're listening to this. This is um, this is all of us as a group, but then as individuals. But it is as a group, right? As a society, because it's, it's changing the world around. I, wonder what, I always wonder what people say i don't know i always think like people in the 30s or something in new york where newspaper boys were standing on the corners and extra extra and i feel like uh, i wonder what those com- you know people were always engaging and conversing is how i imagine it because there was nowhere else to hide behind you couldn't you couldn't go into your own shell of a world which is what the internet and smartphones can do so you, you had to imagine that there were more interactions on the street and just in the world. And so how is that changing our society as those interactions decrease? And it's been said many times in many articles that people feel lonelier than ever, even though they're connected to all these people supposedly online and everything like that. So going back to the point of this episode, starting to look at the business, I think any business you have as, hey, what are some things that I can do offline for my business and also like to your point, Trav, what are some things I can do offline for myself? Because that's when I get the most ideas and the most fresh perspectives from for my business and for my life when I'm away from it. Yeah, for sure. It just it allows you to to think, like to stop and stop consuming and stop being reactive and allows you to mentally be proactive. And I found that I very rarely give myself any space to think. I'm always doing something. Oh, I should listen to this podcast. Oh, I should be on my phone. I should, you know, and or reading or whatever. And and reading is kind of like an in-between that I see, right? All right. That's not totally giving yourself space to think because you're doing something, but at least it's better than 
you know, sitting there scrolling. You're at least consuming something that that a lot of times has more in-depth value. But I, I've actually said to myself, you have to stop this, man. Like, just instead of picking up your phone every spare second you have, you, you know, whether it be, oh, I'm waiting in the car for Heather uh, and she's grocery shopping and she runs in for two minutes into a convenience store. I'm like picking my phone and scrolling through ESPN. It's like, dude, just sit there. Just sit there and let yourself think. Who knows what you're gonna what what's gonna happen? You know, odds are nothing super profound is going to happen. Well, what, but what happens is you're sitting with your feelings, right? right. And we can easily mask that um, and mask our creativity and our feelings by by grabbing that drug of of the phone or the internet and going on. And yeah, so a big, yeah, a big, big, big. <sighs> goal of mine in the second half of 2018 and was for the first half which i did failed miserably at is limiting the screen time um and i think i think if you if you are listening and you get this episode now and you think all right this is me like i i want to try to give this a go to summer at least if you're in the northern hemisphere always a very good time i found to an easier time let me put it that way to be offline because it stays lighter out. People are outside. Like there is more to do when you're in a when you're in a regular four season climate and it's summer and it's warmer out, right? Jay, especially there in Norway, it's bright out. So there's just more to do. There's more for me when I'm traveling. I'm off. I'm online less and offline more because I'm I'm being stimulated other ways. So think of ways that you could enjoy being offline if if you do find yourself attached to your to your phone or your computer quite often like we do um because guys offline yeah, is the tough. new online so you better get on it right now yeah it's tough trav just living away from friends and when we you know we're texting and chatting throughout the week and if i put my phone down for a while and you texted me you don't hear back from me for a while or sometimes it's the time change thing you know it's it's tough because i'm like hey i want to connect with my friends i want to talk to trav i don't want to miss that call and that's so that's where well this phone or this whatever is a great tool because i can ring up Trav and we can have a face-to-face conversation and it's really nice we talked last week we just said hey let's just talk because we always need to talk about business and different things that are going on let's just catch up and we did and it was so cool and i was glad that i had my phone near me so i was able to do that but sometimes you miss each other if you know but that's that's the way it is. So there's always a consequence to whatever. By the way, I just want to share a big pet peeve of mine. You can share one with you if you want. If anybody listening or you, Trav, you've never done this, but is ever at a party with me or any type of social gathering, please do not talk about something and then try to show me it on your phone. Unless it's like one picture that describes something that's a story that you said and I'm like, oh, I got to see that and you have a picture of it. That's fine. But don't try to show me a YouTube video that's like three or four minutes. Long. I hate that. Hey, when people tell me about, oh, this is great comedy skit or this or that. Oh, you got to see this. And then they try to get me to watch this thing. I need it's like, I don't want to watch a video right now. I'm at a party with 30 people. I can watch this video anytime, you know, send me the link. I'll watch it when I'm home. So please don't ever do You know what I'm saying? I, Does that ever happen? I do I, know what you're saying. It drives me it nuts. It might not be as big a pet peeve for me as it is for you, but it is when you think about it from that perspective, it, it's it's stupid. We're sitting there talking it's with silly. each other, and all of a sudden, it let drives us, me nuts. Let us go to a it third really does. party medium and and do something different. <laughs> um, I'm with you, man. It the draw of being online is very strong, but when I've been able to make myself go offline and do certain things, and as I mentioned in this last month, 
Um, not that I was perfect at it. Not that every time I was hanging with someone, I wasn't on my phone here or there. But just just making those efforts to go offline, to meet people offline, to spend time, and now going on this uh, this like five to seven day digital detox really has me as excited to to be away. Like so, I'm going on a really cool trip. Again, we're gonna just quickly forecheck. Really cool trip, fun experience with like six, uh, five of my oldest friends. And I'm actually the most excited about not being online, which is crazy. Like everything else is going to be fun and cool. The scenery is going to be gorgeous, going to have great times, you know, all this. But I'm most excited about not being online, which is crazy because I could put my phone and computer away and not be online when I'm at Mm -hmm. home. But it's just. Yeah, but this is forced, you know, so. Travis, I predict, because this is a different style of trip, I think, than you've done before. Is that correct? Yeah, I've... Would you say that? Yeah, more intense than anything I've done. Yeah. I predict that this will be a bit of a life-changing trip for you that may change some or a a big part of uh, aspects of your future travels. Uh, That's just a little prediction. Prediction. I don't know. We'll next, have to see. We'll show, have to revisit in the next it. show, which we're going to record fairly soon. Uh, we'll we'll tell you all about it, and then we might even have to do a recap after the trip is over. Um, but I, Jay, I love this idea of offline being the new online. It's it's I think very important in this day and age, and I do think that more and more people will be hopefully fighting against this constant interaction with online and that's what we're trying to do with our conference and everything like that right i think there's a way just a practical quick way to um as we wind down the show to experiment with this and you can treat it as an experiment and say you're working on your business 30 40 50 hours a week and you're spending say 40 hours a week and you're spending 47 of those hours online and maybe three hours is spent I don't know, taking notes or doing things like that. Just try to not, you might not be able to flip it up, but try to take a much larger portion of that offline and cut down on the online. You can still work the same amount, but see what that does for the business as we, Chris brings us out or our 30 minutes is up and see how it feels. And I think, you know, doing that as an experiment for a few weeks or a month is not going to crush your business, but it might just open up a whole new world. And I like to spend those off at a whole uh, new offline times. If I'm, if I'm working on my business and I'm offline, that's, I, that's when I love to do the big picture thinking the most, because I get out some sketch paper and I feel like I can just really think about where things are going in my life and my business and my friendships and my everything, um, without being in front of the screen. I want to go inside LI really quickly. Uh, Shelby mentioned she's had a goal for quite a few years um, and this is inside our membership community, LI. Um, she's it's been to compete in the Mongol Rally, and she's finally set a goal date of 2020 to compete in the Mongol Rally, which is uh, you drive like a small. Um, I think she said the there's some there's a limit for how big the, the engine can be. I believe basically yeah, you have to draw a, drive a small ass car from London to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. Yeah, and it's 1.2 liters or 250 cc. Right. So uh, anyway, I think that was cool just that she put it out there, made it public and set a goal. And uh, as we mentioned, we got all kinds of awesome stuff going on in Location Indie. So it's just a great platform to connect people online, but 
also ultimately in the real world. And that's what we're doing with our gathering coming up. And hey, Trap, maybe we'll do another gathering that's totally disconnected. Maybe we'll get some cabin somewhere and no, no internet or something. Maybe that'll be our next one. But we're bringing the community together late September. And we do all sorts of stuff monthly online and stuff offline and other community members are meeting up with each other as well so if you want to meet a bunch of like-minded people that are pursuing location independence or uh, traveling the world right now just hook it up locationindy.com you can sign up over there and you can get our newsletter and we'll let you know when the community opens up again we'd love to have you in thanks for joining us today guys and uh, chat with you soon alright cheers <laughs>